0: Once upon a time, coaches taught plays two-dimensionally
1: launched a product called 3d playbook that takes your 2d diagrams and draws and creates them in 3d so you've now got a 3d image of what um what that play is or what a potential play is that doesn't even exist
0: that's bob white former nfl player turned tech entrepreneur who saw a need to help coaches translate what they wanted to have happen on the field this is the future sport podcast i'm bram weinstein Bob White played with the Cowboys and the Patriots back in the late 1980s into the early 90s. Since, he has forged a career in sports tech focused on helping coaches maximize practice with enhanced technology as the president and chief revenue officer of 8K Solutions. And as you're about to hear, man, have times changed. Our guest this week is Bob White. He's the president and chief revenue officer at 8K Solutions, which works with a number of teams across a variety of professional and collegiate major division sports and related to coaching and player needs. And it's a pleasure to have you, Bob. You've been doing this a long time. So I'm I'm interested to get your perspective of where sports and technology started and and where it's going.
1: Yeah, thanks. Um, Yeah. So, we, you know, it's Started at the kind of the very infancy of, of coaching and technology. So, you know, back in the avid sports days, we uh, built the first digital editing system that coaches use. So, I, you know, I honestly had the pleasure of probably teaching a large percentage of coaches in the NFL and college football how to actually use a computer back in the early or late 90s, early 2000s. And then to be part of and watch that evolution to to where we are today um and it's 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 fascinating to see kind of that journey with coaches digitizing you know video and then you know marrying that with a database got them get them to do tasks that took them hours and days down to seconds and minutes um and then it went from you know, that period of time to, wait a minute, so now we've got this done in seconds. What more can we do, right? Um, And then it went from what more can we do to kind of where we are today where there's almost too much information, too much data, too much, and it's, it's kind of almost circling back to I see coaches now looking at this going, wait a minute. Just because we've got all this information, all this data, you know, we've got to actually kind of pair this back to things that are actionable, usable. Right. Um, And it's it's almost coming a little bit back full circle to where we were back in the, you know, late 90s where coaches saying, okay, well, you know, we've got to break these games down. We've only got so much time to break these games down. What's the important things in here? You know, what's not important? And I just spent, you know, an amazing amount of time with coaches that are, you know, now head coaches in the NFL, but at the time we're at the time we're quality control guys, and sitting there saying, okay, how do we derive this information from these fields? And do we actually need this field? Do we actually need this information? Is it going to be reflective in a report? Is it important to the head coach or the coordinators? Uh, and now I kind of actually see that trend happening again where guys are sitting there going, okay, well, you know, I've got a million different data sources, a million points of information. What is actually important and actionable? What can we push to the side?
0: So what are you telling coaches when they ask that question, a mountain of data, what is important?
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's at, at the end of the day, it's, The the important things are truly those things that are actionable or reflect success, right? And, um, you know, we, you know, we, as a company, we really tackle very hard problems for, you know, an elite group of customers that's actually a small market. So we at AK end up tackling problems that other people um, look at it and go. Wait a second, this is too small of a market to actually tackle this problem. And I'll, you know, I'll give you a couple of examples, right? So, Mastercam, which is one of our flagship um, products, tackled, tackled the issue of wait a second. I've got I've to, got you know, I've got to shoot and videotape practice from you know a million different angles, and I've got to do that outside in bad weather conditions. There's got to be a way than putting a kid up in a scissor lift dangerously. And there was no real elegant, easy solution, and nobody tackling that solution. So we um, tackled it. You know, we went out and said, wait, we can put this on a trailer with a 5500 pneumatic mask and a PTZ camera on the end of this. And, you know, this is a completely different way of capturing practice and shooting practice and for the video guys to work. And, but, you know, immediately met with a ton of success. But then the, the, offshoot of that was wait a minute this is not only safer it now makes us more efficient right now that this this guy shooting this thing is sitting on the ground i can actually have him jump off do something else shoot ground camera like it has made them more efficient right and and so but a lot of those problems are 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 hard challenges you know in such a small market and so what i am telling coaches is kind of like the things, you know, when I had this conversation with, uh, uh, I won't drop names, but in an offensive coordinator who's still playing football. Um, and we were talking about, do you remember when we spent, you know, a, literally a 20 hour day going through takeoff sheets um, when he was a quality control coach and, sitting there whittling down the number of things we could put on an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper for the play by play because we could not physically fit all the information on there so and it's that's kind of what you guys need to do today is literally go back to that that philosophy of okay, what's the most important things and what's the things that are actionable out on the field and actionable for the players and actionable for the bulk of the players on the field because you cannot cram everything into a player's head without slowing them down, right? There's got to be a a point, a line in the sand that says, okay, they don't need to know all of this, right? So, uh, Coaches need to know some of this. And then some of this information over here, that's good to know, interesting information, not actionable, not relevant, push it to the side. And if someday in the future we need that information, that'll be great, but right now it's just, it's just an interesting data point.
0: And at this point you are looking at all actionable on-field things and solutions for that you're not talking about rest recovery biometrics any of that type of stuff are you into that sports tech realm
1: nope when yeah so we're we're kind of tackling the how do i do almost the the the, the things that have been done for decades that need to still be done but are almost old school so i will you know i'll give you another example so we launched a product called 3d playbook that takes your 2d diagrams and draws and creates them in 3d so you've now got a 3d image of what um what that play is or what a potential play is that doesn't even exist and what that solution is is fixing is you've got you know generations and generations of coaches and players who have been taught with a 2D playbook. So I am looking at circles and squares. Yeah. From a bird's eye on a page, right? So that is the way it's been taught forever. That's the way coaches see plays, right? That is not the way players see plays. Yeah. Right? It's been it's been one of those things that's been this is the only way to teach this. We're gonna draw this up on the whiteboard or the chalkboard back in the day, but it it literally requires a player on the field to mentally translate 2D right into what I'm actually seeing field level. And so with the 3D playbook, we're actually giving them that 2D play in any perspective, but especially the player's perspective. So you see the teams that are using like our walkthrough wall technology, which is you know a big, gigantic 40-foot LED or projection screen that gives the players the perspective of video or the 3D playbook as they would see it on the field. And what we're really doing is bridging that gap between, okay, here's your playbook here's us sitting in the meeting and we're going to go over this stuff. And now we're going to go into the walkthrough room or we're going to, or we're going to show this in the screen in the 3d image. And that now is a more direct translation for a player of this is that play that we're going to run against these guys. And, but it's now in the perspective that you're going to look at them. You're going to now see these guys in, their jerseys, their uniforms, their position labels, exactly how we created it. And it also eliminates the, you know, and this has gone on for a thousand years, too, is you're showing this in whatever is available for video and you're saying, OK, so this is them lined up in this defense. So, what's actually going to happen is we're going to be in this formation. So, this guy's going to be over here. He's not going to be over here. And when he does that, this is what you're going to do. So, it just adds another layer of translation for the player. Imagine that when we line up this, he's actually going to be over here and he's actually going to do this. The 3D playbook allows the coaches to create that exact scenario. He is not going to be over there. He is over there. Right. Huh. And it just takes that, right. It takes that translation piece of you know me as a player having to translate what i saw in 2d to what i'm now looking at in 3d um and same thing in the meeting room takes what i saw in film that wasn't exactly how it's going to be and translate that into you know a a real life image and it's getting them taking that level of translation and getting them closer to it
0: this is, this is oh, okay. AI though, correct? This is not like you're not doing all the video and then transferring it in a way that you get to see it in 3d. Is this an AI version of these plays, but just a more translatable way? Cause it's in a 3d form.
1: Yes, exactly. Got it. That's exactly it. Yep. That's exactly it. And then also helping, you know, those teams kind of bridge the gap of, Keeping you know the field time is precious no matter what you know in 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 college football we're limited you know with the 20 hour rule in the NFL you're we're limited by CBA how long players can actually be on the field and going back to the entire biometrics I mean I think what everybody has learned with you know the the advent of all of those resources is you know less is more. You That's know, right. Like, you know you know less is more in terms of players being on the field. So it also allows those guys to uh, eliminate that need for kind of the old school you know walkthroughs where okay let's get you know eleven scout team guys out there and we're going to hold up a card and those guys are going to pretend to do this yeah. and then, okay we're going to walk through that right. It just it bridges that gap. So that that can now be done in a meeting room or in a walkthrough room. And, you know, we're not on the field.
0: Are you that, transferring so. it to a virtual space? Like, are, do you see this in virtual reality and that that is how it can be implemented as well?
1: It can, Yeah, it can be implemented in virtual reality through, through the goggles. It's probably way more effective or what we've seen with teams, it's way more effective if they're looking at it on a projector screen or in a walkthrough wall, because it's, again, more realistic to how they're gonna play, right? The, the, the virtual reality and goggle technology is um, it's good, you know. It, but you're not wearing that on the field. You know, We're trying to get them as close to on the field um, reality as as you can and this has proven to be huh. kind of the most effective thing
0: that's really cool um your background you played you were a member of the cowboys and the patriots right back in the late 80s into early 90s um
1: back in the day yeah, yeah. back
0: in the day um pre new england being the juggernaut you were you're playing in in new england um can you tell me how did you end up transferring into this? How did you go from an athletic career to a technology career?
1: You know, it was really kind of one of those uh twist of fate, uh luck things. Uh retired from the NFL or or was politely asked to no longer try out.
0: <laughs> <I can't> Everybody <remember laughs> want to look yeah. at it. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh and uh was, you know, was working um started my own company and uh uh, was literally handball partners with a guy with a friend of mine and he was an engineer at the time at Bose and he said hey you know I'm interviewing with this company and you know this is right up your alley they're actually trying to figure out a way to do you know video for football digitally and Avid um, you know you should go talk to those guys and so it went up and, and interviewed and uh, gave them my thoughts and that was literally, it. it was just almost happenstance with the guy saying you should go, didn't even know the company, didn't know anything about it, didn't know that people were trying to tackle this problem. And, uh, you know, started uh, 90, ended 97, beginning in 98 and took off from there.
0: It must be so interesting because you've seen literally the evolution of efficiency in coaching. How, in your view, has that manifested on the field? How's the game different through all of this?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think the in in general the the players you know today's player um, across the board you know with, with with a few you know with a few differentials right so back when I played you had you know two or three players that are on the roster that really understood football and really understood situational awareness and situational football and all of those things, you know. And then the rest of the roster was just doing what they were told to do, right? They Literally just kind of doing what they were told to do Um, and did not have a very good understanding of concepts, schemes, football, any of it. They're just, whatever the play is, that's my assignment, that's what I'm doing. I think players now are far more... Uh, attuned, aware, uh, far have a far better ability to almost be a you know a coach-like intelligence about the game. You know, I, I would say you could put you know 99% of of college and NFL players on a whiteboard and say you know draw draw me up this defense and they could draw it up. And I would say back in the Pre technology evolution, I would say two or three of those guys on the roster could do that. You know, so I think the just the availability and access to uh, to information and and you know the fact that these guys have now grown up with this since high school, right? You know, the fact that you know Huddles' amazing success, you know, in the high school market that you know now players are, are have access to their own game film and practice film and playbooks. And, you know, these guys at the high school level have almost the same, you know, close to the same tool set that the NFL teams do. Right. And, you know, th- those types of things that at a much, much younger level, you know, players are now and players in youth, youth football are watching their own games and, you know, having the coaches review games with them, that, back in the, you know, back in the day just did not even exist. So I think just general, you know, intelligence by the athletes themselves is, you know, is clearly evident, you know, out on the field. And you see, you know, you still see guys obviously making mistakes, but you also see just some amazing amazingly intelligent plays made by players across the board at all levels, like at all levels
0: it's all really interesting and really cool and i really appreciate your perspective here bob white is the president and chief revenue officer of 8k solutions thanks for joining us bob
1: thanks appreciate you
0: on the next future sport podcast skiing has gone next level with one of the greatest american competitors ever Bodie miller
1: it's this incredible way of accumulating strength and endurance and blood volume and, um, you know, cardiovascular power without damaging your body. And everything I did throughout my training career was super abusive to my body. That was what ended, you know, and it's what ends most athletes' careers, is not so much the competition, but the actual training to get ready for competition. And
0: The former Olympian joins us to discuss his tech venture, SkiO, that will help skiers of all levels access to information on how to train better. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by Three Advanced, developers of sports tech apps that are AI powered and UX focused.